I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome to the latest. I'm happy to have you here, as you're probably anywhere in the world. But for the next half hour or so, you're here with me. So I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone in the audience taking in the show, digesting the show, embracing the show. I'm your host, Cabby Richards. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at the real Cabby. But you probably already knew that because it took you here. And again, as always, I love the comments, negative or positive. The feedback is great on iTunes. The shortened NHL season is over. The shortened NHL regular season, that is. And now the playoffs begin. It's an exciting time in the sports world. I mean, the NBA is in full playoff mode slash hipster fashion mode. And shout out to the blogs that compile all the photos of NBA stars in their interesting fashion choices. I love waking up to seeing, like, whatever, Russell Westbrook or Brendan Jennings or uh, James Harden have uh, wear it into the arena or during the press conferences. Those are great. Uh, the NHL draft, excuse me, the NFL draft just happened over the weekend. And baseball, well, baseball has, like, another... 8,000 games to be played. And it doesn't really get exciting until like September. So I'm going to stick with hockey for this conversation with a young player that rebounded in a big way, a team-leading way. As the playoffs are about to start, we cover all the facets of his resurgent season in the intellectual way that I like to conduct interviews. So we'll start with food, and we'll end with girls. My guest is on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The last time I saw this man, we were marveling at the shape of the legs of Wayne Simmons, which can only be described as number two pencils tucked into a pair of Chuck Taylors. Um, (laughs) Currently carrying his team in St. Louis into the playoffs, leading in goals and points, Chris Stewart has broad enough shoulders to do that, despite the fact that he cut brown rice from his diet, which we will will get into. A huge fan of stand-up comedy. We spent a good 30 minutes in the foyer of the Sony Theater recalling jokes from a Kevin Hart show. I'm pleased to have Chris Stewart of the St. Louis Blues on the podcast. Welcome, sir. Hey, Cabby. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. On Twitter, you can follow his life, his adventures, at CStew.com. STL25, that's C-S-T-E-W-S-T-L-25, all one case. Um, where are you right now? Uh, I just got home from practice, and uh, I'm at my condo in St. Louis. So, okay, so 
in the intro, I, I referenced this Kevin Hart show. Are you one of those people that have like a photographic memory? And by that, like, can you remember jokes when hearing them? Oh, oh man, it's that show is unbelievable, and uh, I do. It's one of those things where uh, you're on YouTube for like an hour before looking up all the stand-up comedy, and uh, you know it's probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Dude, I you know, and like, uh, and shout out to the opening acts too. Like his, I, and oh. I can't I can't remember any of their names, unfortunately, <laughs> to give them some love, but. His, if anybody listening um, goes to like has plans or, or would want like to go see Kevin Hart, do it because his opening acts are are easily um, worth the ticket of admission, the price of admission. And then obviously Kevin Hart takes it way over the top. Um, but I, I definitely recommend it. Have you seen a show since then? A, com- a live comedy show? Uh, no, I haven't. He was actually. Uh in St. Louis, but we were, we were out of town on the road. You know, it's, it's funny how that happens. All the good stuff happens when, uh, when you're out of town. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Justin always, and I can't remember what he's, oh, he said, uh, he calls it um, missing out syndrome. Like, he feels like if he doesn't go to a certain party, he's missing out. He's like, he always feels like if he doesn't go to stuff, he's missing out. So in, in that way, when you're, when you're away from home, it seems like all the good stuff is happening in St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if uh, if there's a podium of stand-up comedians, okay, of of the comedians that make you laugh the most on a consistent basis, who's on the bronze, who's on the silver, and who's on the gold platform of that podium of stand-up comedians? I mean, for bronze, you know, you you got, you got to pay homage to Chris Rock. You know, he's he's a veteran guy there, and you know, kind of set the ground for all the comedians who were up and coming, and then. Uh, you know, number two, I'm going. I'm going Dave Chappelle. You know, <laughs> his, his, his uh, you know, his first two uh, Chappelle show stand-up series was were unbelievable, and it's one of those ones. Whenever it's on TV, it's 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 a must-watch. And uh, you know, the gold medal, new school. I'm 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 going Kevin Hart. You know, it was, it was funny yesterday. Uh, Ryan Reeves actually sent me a, a text message video of. Uh, him in uh, 40 year old version in the store scene there. <laughs> I, kid, I kid you, I kid you not. And he's like, <laughs> and uh, you know, like I said, they're both repping the, they're both repping the smart tech crew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I actually had uh, Romney Malco on the podcast. The, the dude who plays, I think his character's name is Jay. Um, yeah, Jay. It, yeah. In, in the movie and uh you know he's like he has those he's like you know you got to look with your peripherals we got to get you you know we got to find you a couple of chicks just to run through and then obviously that scene that you mentioned like uh it's like you know the uh I got, he's just been served not get whatever whatever the yeah. I, obviously we can't <laughs> we can't say some of the language that was in that scene but it was amazing oh man i know <laughs> He's like, he's good. I served him now. He served him. He's a little misunderstood, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now. he's good. <laughs> Chris, I noticed that there's a certain theme in the comedians that you have on your podium. Oh. Uh, what's, the... <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's the common denominator, Chris? <laughs> uh, they're... It's to each his own, right? <laughs> yeah. They, they, all have, they all have short hair. They all have uh, low fades or they're bald. Exactly. They all got the fresh lineup. Did you um? Did you see? I guess you didn't see Dave Chappelle when he came to Toronto. Have you ever seen Dave Chappelle in concert or in uh in the, in a theater? No, I missed him when he was in Toronto. Actually, my best friend at the time took my brother. Wait, so, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a my second. Ex, my ex best friend. 
<laughs> took my brother to the Chappelle show. His mom thought it would have been a, a good idea to uh, to take Anthony, and so you know, uh, is it, you know it, shout out to Quitter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you say Quitter? Quitter, Rob, Rob Quit. That's that's uh, that was his name. He took he took my big bro. Is this is this the reason why you guys are no longer friends? No, is uh, you know that. <laughs> I just I got my priorities straight after after that move. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're in uh, you're in St. Louis now, and and, and um, you know you mentioned um, your older brother. Shout out to Anthony Stewart. I met him before I met you, and I met him uh, in Barbados uh, in due to Kevin Weeks. So shout out to Kevin Weeks who had uh, these golf tournaments in Bar- Barbados. Um, and I met you in 2008 when I was covering the NHL playoffs. We uh, covered the uh, the Avs when you were with Colorado, the Avs versus Wings series. So, and I remember being walking into your your dressing room, and it was just a bunch of young dudes. You had a couple of wily vets like Darcy Tucker, but the mm-hmm. core of your team were a bunch of young dudes, and you guys were supposed to be like the the answer to the young Chicago Blackhawks Hawks uh, roster, and thereby becoming like the NHL version of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chris, what happened to that whole crew? What happened to you guys? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of tough to really put a finger on it. You know, uh, we had some key injuries that year, and uh, no, but 08 was like Detroit was like an all star team. Like those guys, Zetterberg, uh, Datsuk, Lidstrom, like those guys were uh, friends, and those guys are ridiculous. Like I don't think there's any stopping those dudes in that year. Yeah, I mean, we were just getting our feet wet at the time, and we gave him. Uh, you know, a, a good test, and uh, you know, the next year we kind of we kind of just fell apart. We had some key injuries, and you know, some losses. And you know, in this business, they you know, this isn't you're not this isn't a loss. You know, they don't reward you for your losses in this business. So, That's right. Yeah. You know, they kind of they kind of broke up the the young core of the team, and you know, went our separate ways. And you know, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. I got to St. Louis, and uh, you know, start playing some real good hockey, and. You know we're we're a good we're a good team who's who's going to be a force this year in the playoffs. So you're from T.O. Are you what 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 neighborhood did you grow up in T.O.? Uh I grew oh I grew up in Scarborough. Where in uh, Scarborough? Oh, well, I got a few places. I grew up at uh, Galloway and Lawrence at one point <laughs> in my life, and then and 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 then moved to Melbourne at uh, Morningside and Shepherd. So uh, <laughs> so so for people listening to this in St. Louis, it's like you lived in like East St. Louis, basically of Toronto. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I think uh, I think Darius Miles was from East St. Louis. I interviewed him once a long time ago, and he said, "Like East St. Louis was rough." Have you Have you been to East St. Louis, like for any charity events or any appearances, or just been to that side of the that part of the city, uh, getting lost in your nice car? Uh no. I got uh, <laughs> I got a nav- navigation. <laughs> you know, you tend not to get lost, but. Uh... You know there is uh, there there is a strip club in St. Louis St. Louis that uh, you hear about the opposing teams going to. I, I haven't been there myself, but uh, you know, I've heard a few stories. Wait, is is that in St. Louis? Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, no. In, in East, is it in East St. Louis? Exactly. It's across the bridge, East St. Louis. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> so dudes are either fiending or they're brave to go frequent that particular <laughs> that particular adult entertainment playground. It's just not. It's just not worth it. <laughs> what, what's it called? It's called. Uh, it's called penthouse. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> All 
That's outstanding. That is hilarious. So when you were okay, you're you're from TO and you're from Scarborough, which isn't really actually. You guys do have a a few talented hockey players come out. Like Wayne is from Scarborough too, right? Or is he from Markham? No, he's from he's from Scarborough. Wayne Simmons from Scarborough. PK's from Markham, right? Uh, I think he's from uh, I think he's from Rexdale. Um, Rex. Okay, yeah. the other side of yeah. the city. Who yeah. obviously your brother Anthony Stewart's from Scarborough. Who else is from Scarborough that that plays in the NHL? Uh, Joe Ward. Yes, or, uh, Ward. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think that's it for uh, that's it for the Scarborough boys. Uh, just brothers. Maybe, so just uh, like bro- just Scarborough just produced brothers in the NHL. You know what? I think Sean Avery was from Scarborough actually. Okay, the <laughs> brothers and Sean Avery. <laughs> uh, Chris, bad, how- example, bad example. Bad example. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know that your dream was even attainable? Being like a young black kid. You know, you're out in the playground. You're playing red ass. We're playing. Did you play Burby in public school too? No, we played. Uh, we played Salad with the pop can. Oh my gosh, Salad was just. <laughs> Salad is probably one of the most vicious games ever. And like ten year olds and twelve year olds are playing this game. Okay, so for people who don't know what this game is, please, uh, Chris, tell tell the audience uh, about the rules. And what happens in the game of Salad? Well, in Salad, it's usually played with a uh, with a pop can, and you crush it down. And uh, you know, it's kind of like a mini soccer game. And the the objective of the game is to kick it between the other guy's leg. And that happens. <laughs> the can goes to your leg. You got to run for your life. <laughs> I mean, run, and I mean run for your life. Like I've literally seen guys leave the schoolyard and go home. <laughs> <laughs> This game was no joke, and yeah, I mean, you're a young kid at the time, and you don't realize how wrong the game is, but uh, you know, you, you you just catch a straight beatdown. <laughs> so, th- so this is the part that this is the part that Chris is omitting from the game. Now, I, I'm not sure if you played this differently than we did, but once the the pop can or the tennis ball goes through your legs, you have to run and touch like a home base. It's usually a light pole. Or, or a sign in the playground, or like some kind of pole, which you're like home free. But on your way to the pole, as you're running and dodging, the other guys get to kick you. Did you guys play with kicks or punches? Uh, I think I think it was just kicks. <laughs> yeah, so we played, we played with kicks as well. And I remember this one guy, his name was Clayton. And Clayton, he got, and he was far, oh, Chris, he was far from the pole. He's probably like 30 feet 30 feet away so like he had a good distance to travel like 30 feet in a straight line and whenever the ball or the can goes through your legs you're never running a straight line you are zigzagging your way catching all kinds of drop kicks and roundhouses to your body as you're making it there and Clayton I remember vividly he took like a roundhouse but it was one of those roundhouses where the guy doing throwing the kick does like a full spin like a spinning back kick took it right in the stomach and then he puked up his doritos no it was tostitos so he started puking orange on the playground and and to make things worse i think he had tostitos and a c plus so it was just like oh it was just an orange vomit spray and dude we were crying with laughter that sounds like uh, Dave Chappelle. Everything's cooler in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Did you ever catch a particularly bad one, you yourself? <laughs> no, I was uh, I was I was fast back in the day. <laughs> so <laughs> I was uh, I was good. And you know the thing about me when 
growing up in grade school, you know, we had me, my brother, and our five sisters. So the Stuarts are like their own little mini gang. You kind of just left them alone. There's there's seven of them, seven of them at one school at one point. So really, but wait, Chris, did your did your sisters play also? No. Oh, uh, I was gonna say those would be the toughest girls ever. Oh, you know they. They would have been some good hockey players if they if they took up that route for sure. <laughs> so so growing up in Scarborough, how did you know that your dream was attainable? Your dream of becoming an NHL player and a and a pretty damn good one as well at that. I mean, I think getting back to that, you know, I got to uh, I just got to thank my brother. He was he was my role model at the time, and you know, it is being being a younger brother, you you just want to do whatever your older brother is doing, and you know, growing up and, you know, still today, he was, he was one hell of a hockey player and he, uh, he had some pretty big, uh, you know, he set some pretty big boundaries, you know, first round in the OHL, first round in the NHL, gold medal, silver medal, you know, he's, you know, he set some, some uh, pretty big footsteps and, you know, I kind of just wanted to be like him and, you know, I, I followed him all the way to the NHL. <laughs> he had a gold medal at the World Juniors, I think it was 05, was it? I think he was uh, 2004. I think maybe 2004. No, 2005. You're right. You're right. You're right. Did they? Uh, was that when they were they in North Dakota? Were they in Minneapolis in that one? I can't remember. Uh, I think they won in Canada and they lost in Mini. The the, the one they lost was when uh, Fleury shot the puck at uh, Corbin's head and then they went in the nap for the winning goal there. Oh right. The next year was the uh, the super team with Crosby and Bergeron, Getzlaf, Perry. You know is probably one of the best teams ever take the ice. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So it was, uh, so your brother, following his footsteps was, that, that was the realization that your dream could come true as well. Did you, did you have that dream early on? Because we've never had this conversation before. Usually when we see each other, we're laughing about, we're either we're picking on somebody in the group or, uh, or we're just, <laughs> we're just commenting on, you know, people watching and just making some kind of commentary on that. Basically, we're being jerks to other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, I don't think it hit me until probably, I think I was, I was 15, 16. I mean, I was always playing hockey, but, uh, you know, at that point I, I took the year off from hockey and I was just trying to concentrate on football. I was, I was a little bigger at the time and, uh, you know, you know, financially, you know, we weren't in a situation to really, you know, afford for me to play hockey. It was, uh, it was tough. You know, we, we were growing up tough and, uh, you know, football was cheaper. And, uh, so I did that at the time. And then I remember sitting at my brother's draft in Nashville 15 and he ends up getting drafted first round the Florida Panthers. And, you know, just seeing, you know, the face on my parents, but seeing the face on my parents at the time and, you know, him, you know, they're, they're, they're crying. And I realized, you know, if he could do it, you know, there's, if I put in the work, it was definitely going to be attainable for me. And you know, from that day forward, I put everything into a, put everything into making the NHL. When you guys, I'm on the phone with Chris Stewart of the St. Louis Blues, and when you and your brother Anthony are uh, trash talking or dare I say chirping each other about hockey, um, do you guys ever throw out each other's stats in order to <laughs> <laughs> in order to insult each other? You know, I think uh, back in the day, I think that used to be Anthony's go-to, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think he can pull those cards anymore. So we, we, just, we, just, we just leave the chirps alone. We don't, we don't get into it about on ice. Because, <laughs> I mean, now you could say, like, dude, I carried my team. I led my team in goals and points. Like, I was that dude. You could say that. Now, let's see, that's your trump card. And, and who knows how far you'll go in the playoffs, but, you know, that's that it could be another trump card or another card you can – play in that game uh, down the road. Oh, exactly. 
exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you guys, so you had like a great, you know, turnaround season. Um, and I was reading before uh, uh, we had this conversation, I was just reading up on some on you, and um, I read that you changed your diet before your your season, before the season. What did you change? I mean, I, I also I, ch- I changed trainers for uh, actually too. I went to uh, Matt Nickel at, uh, down at Bile Steel at St. Mike's Arena there, Bathurst and St. Clair. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we had a blood test done early in the summer to get the, because uh, he, he thought something was up. You know, he's like, you're an NHL player, and, you know, I've always had problem putting weight on during during the season. And he thought, you know, there's maybe something going on, and maybe there's an allergy. And, uh, you know, he had me tested, and it came out rice. I don't know how it got brown rice. I think one of the reporters, you know, made it brown rice. I guess they want it to be white rice, but it's, it's all rice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, any, it's any kind of rice. So wait, uh, so wait, it's any kind of rice. Are you allergic to rice, or what? what is yeah. it about rice? Yeah, just, aller- just allergic to rice in general. So uh, no rice. And, uh, you know, growing up, seven kids, you know, there is, there's, there's only one way to, to feed seven kids, and that's, that's rice. Yeah, no so, doubt. And especially being, you know, Jamaican descent, there's there's a lot of rice and peas growing up, and stuff like that, which, <laughs> which sucks now. You know, you, you can't have any rice and peas, which is which is a huge huge downer. And uh, yeah, so I cut that out of the diet, and uh, you know, I just switched to having a lot of a lot of protein and a lot of vegetables, and uh, you know, I've never felt better. So wait, like all those years growing up in Toronto, you're eating rice and peas probably every meal. Rice and peas, and well, not, not every meal. well, not every. Okay, sorry, every like every. Okay, probably rice and peas, probably four times a week for dinner, yeah, or so, or 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 rice with every dinner, with one one meal of, of the day. Look, my my dad's Jamaican, my mom's Trinidadian, and we have we we probably had the same diet, except that I probably drank more Pepsi and ate a lot more chips than you did, because uh, I'm a lot fatter than you'll ever be, um, but. But so all those years when you're eating rice, did it ever affect your, like, did you ever notice that there was, it was affecting your body other than you no, were just a huge I mean, kid, like huge and muscular? I mean, it was, it was hard to notice until, you know, until I was actually off of it. And then once, once I was off of it and in, in the first three months, you know, I probably lost 25, 30 pounds. Easily. Are you serious? So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember... When I got weighed in at the time, I was probably closer to 250. And then coming into camp, you know, I was, you know, during the lockout at one point, I was probably closer to 218, 220. So, you know, it's it, I noticed it's, it's a huge difference, and I've never felt better on the ice. When was the last time you made your own meal? My own meal? Um, breakfast <laughs> this morning. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I mean, okay, like, I'm going to say either lunch or dinner. Like, you're yeah. at home, you're cutting up peppers, you're slicing up, you know, a steak or whatever, mm-hmm. seasoning, like all that. When was the last time you made one of those meals? Oh, I mean, we we cook a lot between uh, me and my fiance. You know, we do a lot of home cooking. And- yeah, but you're saying we. I'm talking about you. You're saying we. No, me, but- me personally. You yeah. know, me personally, I'm just in charge of the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I season it up and I turn on the barbecue, and that's that, that's as much as I as I bring to the table in the kitchen. <laughs> Okay, so you haven't, so you haven't had like, you haven't prepared like the full dinner. You have, (laughs) wifey's like, okay, listen, you're going to do this one thing because that's all I trust you with is this one thing. You can't screw up barbecue, really. Exactly. I'm straight, straight on the protein. I I get, I get to go up there and give up my 20 minutes of fame. (laughs) Who's the, um, 
Now, do when you make your barbecue, or do you go like a lot of barbecue sauce, or do you make it with an extra, like a a bit of spice? Yeah, spice, spice for sure. You know, I used I used to be a Tabasco guy, but you know, ever since I've been in the states now for five six years, I got this hot sauce called Cholula, and oh. uh, it's been you know it's 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 been a good switch. Cholula is that the brand or is that the type? No, well that's uh, that's uh, that's the brand, but it's yeah, it's Cholula. called Cholula, and it's it's just unbelievable. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. Uh, who's the guy? Who's the um the player on your team, your teammate that benefits from like the best genetics so that he can eat all the garbage he wants and it doesn't seem to phase him? On my team? Yeah. <laughs> uh I say Andy McDonald, man. This guy literally has three percent body fat. He's He's absolutely just a specimen ripped, and, uh, you know, he does take care of himself, but he's, he's one of those guys that you just see always in the room. He's, he's, he's always eating something. He's always, <laughs> <laughs> he's always, there's always something in the sand, but, uh, you know, his, his metabolism is probably one of the fastest. <laughs> so he so that dude can, like, crush, like, four slices of pizza, no problem, and, or, like, right before a game or, or after. I know afterwards sometimes he – They'll uh, leave a couple of uh, large pizzas in in the room there for you guys, but he's the dude where he's either late night snacking or just can eat like anything, and it doesn't doesn't bug him. I mean, I don't know if it's like that, but if there's gonna be one guy that I could literally see, you know, so like you said, Simmons, he he could eat McDonald's for lunch, pizza <laughs> pizza for dinner, and have literally late night. Burger King at two in the morning, and he's waking up three pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Simmons is absolutely a specimen. Like he, it's just like a ge- genetically, it doesn't make sense. Like that dude has the smallest legs I've ever seen in my life for a, a grown man. Oh, I kid, I kid you not. He can, he could literally eat whatever he wants, and he'll wake up lighter. <laughs> <laughs> The one, the one summer, the one summer I lived with him, man. I tried that for literally two days. I put on ten pounds. Zombie. <laughs> I'm just like you, man. I, I just had, I just ate a freaking Dairy Queen on the weekend, and I put on like four pounds. I'm like, and I was, and I was going for like, I went for like a nice long like Sunday afternoon, like ninety minute walk. Jump on the scale the next day. I'm four pounds heavy. I'm like, what the hell? It sucks. It sucks for guys like me. I, you might have this a similar thing where we just like. The littlest thing could just boom, just tacking on the way. It sucks. Oh, easily, easily. If I don't, if I don't watch what I eat, I, I can blow up, no problem. So you mentioned uh, Wayne Simmons in, in Philadelphia. I had a conversation with um, uh, James Van Riemsdyk of the Toronto Maple Leafs a couple days, or last week. And I was, I was saying to him, like, historically, the Montreal Canadiens are the Toronto Maple Leafs' rival. But recently, like in the last decade or so, the the rival has been like Philadelphia or Boston, and he agree. I think he said maybe Boston has been uh, more the more the rival. Now they're you know they're matched up in the first round. Uh, who's yeah. your who's your team's rival? St. Louis. It's uh, I mean it's Chicago or Detroit. I'd say more Chicago. You go to a game in St. Louis versus the Blackhawks, and you know there's arguably more Blackhawks Blackhawks fans there. It's they they get pretty intense and. Every time you play the Blackhawks, it seems like every time there's a whistle, there's there's something going on. There's a fight. There's something like <laughs> really. <laughs> you go to the, you go to the, you go to the net. There's a whistle. Someone just punch you in the face. And like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just old school. Like every time you play the Blackhawks, there's you know, a bunch of shenanigans going on. That's that's for sure. Now, did you inherit this rivalry, or did it start like when you were there, like when you got there? 
Yeah, it's, I, I had no problems with the Blackhawks once I got to uh, St. Louis, but now that I'm here, <laughs> we don't like those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so before, when you played in Colorado, there was no real you're you know, you're playing obviously you're competitive and you're playing against them whatever you but there was no it was no rivalry like it is now with no, st louis no not at all i mean we had a little one with detroit which was more late 90s and early 2000s you know when you, you saw all those brawls early in the playoffs with the red wings avalanche but you know it kind of died down when i was there now i was um now here this is like got to be weird for you um when as an athlete you know, i know there's a code Okay, and I know, like, you can't, you guys just can't, like, throw dudes under the bus. You guys just can't say, you guys just can't have public conversations like you would privately. And I asked, uh, I asked JVR this last week. What, how much self-editing do you do when a reporter asks you about an opponent and you don't really like that person, but you have to be, like, it's almost like you have to lie and say nice things. Like, say that you respect his game, he's a tough competitor. Like, you have to come up with those kind of phrasing. But how much self-editing do you do when asked those kinds of questions? I mean, I think that's just hockey in general. I think you, you have that much respect for your opponents that even if... Wait, but now you're giving you know. me the same... I don't want the same thing. <laughs> Chris, I don't want that. I, look, I'm asking you about it. I don't want, I don't want you to get... Don't give me the same answer, dude. No, I know. I, you know how it is, though. <laughs> you have that respect for your opponent that you don't, you don't want to throw them under the bus or you know say something that you don't mean. But I mean, if it was a specific player that I really had feelings about and you asked me and I don't like them, I, I'd probably just say I, I really don't care for that person too much. <laughs> okay, so who don't you care for? <laughs> <laughs> how long's this? How long you got? How long's this podcast? No, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's, you know, there's those certain guys in the league that, you know, those those pests that are always in your ear, like, and that's and that's your job. But you look like a guy, it's, you know, like you said in the rival against Chicago. You know, Andrew Shaw. He's one of those guys that, you know, every time you see him on the ice, you you definitely want to finish a check on him. Ah, okay. So you gave me one. <laughs> you gave me one, Andrew Shaw, who's a pest. Um, so like when you guys, um, now how many times a year do you play Chicago? Like twice or is it three times i think we played them six times this year in the shortened season are you kidding come on yeah yeah i think it was like four in the first two weeks too or something crazy like that and this is like this is when they went on this that unbelievable run where they out the, like they they weren't losing for like the first two months yeah, yeah. so so when when you're okay now when that team is clicking like are they telling you that they're that good like in it, whether it's a scrum or just before the whistle blows or they throw the puck down, you know you're lining up against people. Like, are those things said in the heat of the battle? I mean, I don't, I don't think they really chirp, but they definitely, you know, they carry themselves with, with that persona where they know that no matter what's going on in the game that they can they can come back or, you know, they're going to pull it out. And I, I think you got to play with that confidence to, to win in the league this year. But I think early in the season, everything was clicking. You'd be playing them, you'd be up two goals, and then literally two minutes later, they'd score three on you. Like in a matter of two minutes, so you know they 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 got a high power offense and some gifted players, and I mean, they're they're a pretty dangerous team. Who's the guy on your team that makes you laugh the most? Whether it's uh, whether it's Ryan, Ryan Reed. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even I didn't even have to qualify the question. Like whether it's. Uh, it's uh, um, unintentional or intentional, but Ryan Reeves? Oh, man, 
just like anything, only stuff that happens to him ha- happens to him. Like all like this, this kind of stuff, the kind of story he tell you, it could only happen to him. It wouldn't happen to anyone else, you know. Like it's just a typical Reaver story. <laughs> so is he the guy that like, like on the way to the rink, like? He'll he'll get a flat tire, and then when he's inspecting his flat tire, a truck will drive by and splash a whole puddle of water on him. And then as he's walking back to get into his car, a seagull will fly over and crap on his head. And then on his way to the rink, he gets pulled over for speeding. By a guy. He's that exactly. kind of guy? Exactly. Typical typical Ryan Reeves, the only guy in the league that can pull out a black suit with a white tie, white belt, and white shoes. <laughs> <laughs> It's typical Reaver right there. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like he... <laughs> so, so that outfit that you described on Ryan, like how... Does he get it bad from, from the teammates, like when he shows up on the bus and that's what he's rocking? But the thing is, I picked him up when he gets in the car, and I, you know, I size him up and he's like, what? I'm like, like I'm like, oh, nothing. And he's like, what? I'm like, are you seriously going to wear this to the rink? <laughs> you know, he was, he, was, he was a rookie at the time. And I'm like, okay. I, he's like, yeah, I'm going to wear this. I'm like, all right. I didn't say anything. You get to the rink. Within three seconds of walking in the room, everybody all over him, just chirping him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was because of the white belt, white shoes combo, isn't it? Oh, and the thing is, too, I think the, the shoes are like Skechers, too. You know, it was like, it was like, it was like a CrossFit dress shoe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't even, <laughs> it was like an, all pur- an all-purpose white shoe. I know the exact ones you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, and, and like, and the funny, the, so it's like the funny thing is, is because you guys are all professional athletes and you guys make very uh, comfortable livings. Like your style game has to step up. Like you're not, and it's gotta be, it's gotta be kind of tough for you guys because you just grow up being a blue collar dude. You know, you'll go to the mall, you'll go to an Aldo and buy shoes for 110 bucks, like the rest of us do. You know, but that, but now because of your paycheck, you're like, oh, I gotta go to, I gotta go to Holt Renfrew now, or I gotta go to, I gotta go to Neiman Marcus or whatever and buy my shoes just because. So this dude is obviously just like he's st- he's keeping it real. Is in fact is what he's doing. Oh, Reaver, he's keeping it real. <laughs> he's keeping it real. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I was um I I often have this conversation with uh, my friends here in T.O., and it always comes up in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Now, walking around the street, and you know Toronto, beautiful city, women-wise, one of the uh, best cities in Canada, certainly I- I'd say in the top 10, maybe top 5 in North America as far as uh, the aesthetics of the female population. But here's my question to you, and I'm on the phone with Chris Stewart of the St. Louis Blues, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at CStewSTL25. Chris, I ask you this question. What is the biggest hand enhancer of a woman's apparel? Like the, the piece of the garment or the accessory that tricks you the most often. Is it the Lululemon pants? Is it the, the, the big frame sunglasses or the push-up bra? I mean, I think, I think the sunglasses. <laughs> I think I, I think the sunglasses for for sure. I think uh, you know you, like you said, every girl looks good in sunglasses, right? At the end, but uh, you know you kind of notice that for sure. I dude, I, I'm I'm with you. Like I get tricked 
And it's weird, like you might be on a patio and then the girl takes, like the sunglasses makes every girl, as you said, makes her look more attractive. And then when she takes, like a girl can like fall like two or three points once the sunglasses <laughs> come off. Because then you see the shape of her eyes, the color of her eyes, like the, sometimes the eyes might be too close to the nose, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, the, 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 the anti's. <laughs> <laughs> the cheekbones might be a little higher than you thought. You know, and and to be fair, to be fair to the to the female listeners, uh, from what I've learned is that the uh, the accessory, the two things that guys wear to sort of hide our well, maybe not yours because you're you're a friggin' rock. Um, uh, the thing that that the the accessories that we use to trick women about our own bodies are baseball caps because so many dudes are bald or balding. And shirts, like shirts, not form-fitting shirts, just like loose-fitting shirts to cover up that friggin' spare tire that uh, <laughs> many of us have around our uh, our stomachs. Is there a guy, who's the guy that you know that is always in a baseball cap because his hair game isn't, he's not very proud of, of his genetics? You know, on my team, you got, you got Kevin Shattenkirk, who has a bit of, uh, like, the boys like to call a monkey bum. Oh my god! What? What does that even mean? It's like the kid has sickest sickest flow in the league, but you know, on the uh, little middle of the head there, it's 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 a little bare, and uh, that's 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 fine. He's I think he's come to accept it, but so wait wait wait. So wait. The middle, the back middle of your head. There's just no, just no hair. <laughs> oh, so wait, so he's got, he's got like long curls, like he's got curly, wavy hair. But that yeah. little, that little patch, like it's starting to form like a little hockey rink in that one exactly. part, <laughs> one part of his head exactly. back there. Exactly, but he he rocks it and he rocks it proud, and no more, more power to him. <laughs> so and and so does that dude wear a lot of baseball caps? Yeah, he wears he wears a lot of hats. And, you know, sometimes when you go out, there's there's some places that you know you, you can't wear a hat there. <laughs> <laughs> so they call they call him Monkey Bob. Oh, you guys are <laughs> so so that's a, Monkey Bob is what you guys call that dude. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is the best podcast ever, dude. This is just unbelievable uh, anecdotes that you're giving me, man. That's awesome. Um, so we mentioned okay, we we spoke about uh, Ryan Reeves. Uh, personal style. What do you make of the hipster movement in the NBA led by Russell Westbrook for sure. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, uh, D Wade. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Brandon Jennings the other day had an awful looking shirt. What do you make of this movement? And do you think that this hipster couture could work in the NHL? Uh, I mean, I think it's in, I think 2013, I think that's, that's what's in, you know, you see, you see the, the glasses and the bright color V-necks and the tight jeans. Like I, I think it's in, but for me personally, I mean, have you ever seen my legs, Cappy? I don't think I'm going to look too good in these, in, in, a, in a pair of tight jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's going to work for me personally. And, uh, you know, as far as hockey players, I think some guys can pull it off, but I think the way we're built, uh, I think our quads and, you know, our, our boots are, are, are too big for those. <laughs> As Jay-Z says, uh, I don't wear skinny jeans because my knot's too big or my knot's too exactly. thick, he says. Because <laughs> my knots don't fit. That's, that that's right, that's yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. uh, 
so the, I don't. I'm not. I, I don't hate if guys if guys can pull it off. That's that's it's to each his own. <laughs> but when you okay, so do you? Um, is there a guy on your team that has particularly good style, like other than yourself? Because you, like you. I'm sure your style is, is is great. When I've seen you, we've always been in. It's been like the summertime. That one time we had dinner in Chicago, and you're wearing you're wearing a suit. You had like your game was very clean. But is there a guy that um, that has particularly good style? Like he puts he puts his uh, outfits together, you know, with a with a sharp sense. Uh, I'd say on my team, uh, the two sleeves on my team, Alex Steen and uh, Patrick Berglund, they definitely take a little extra pride in, in their appearance and uh you know Bergie's known Bergie's known to spend a lot on his suits he you know he likes he likes to dress sharp <laughs> you meant the, the well those okay you mentioned the two European dudes and as yeah. you know European fashion they're they're it's a little slimmer tighter fit generally speaking uh mm-hmm. for the garments do those guys rock like the skinny ties and the skinny jeans Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the funny thing about it, we got a Russian on our team. He's, he's a good buddy of mine, Vladi Tarasenko. Like he'll just show up in like literally a tracksuit, <laughs> right? Like literally a tracksuit. We're like, bro, like some rug. He's like, well, what do you mean, bro? This is Dolce Gabbana. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like legit. <laughs> he's like this. This is Dolce, bro. I'm like, all right, man. That's so funny. But, like, does he show up in, like, like an orange or, like, a yellow tracksuit? Oh, just, like, plain plain gray, regular jumpsuit. (laughs) He's like, oh, this is Dolce. No big deal. That's so funny, man. And, like, tracksuits, they had a good run. Remember when tracksuits, like, those velour suits had a good, like, two-year run? Like, 03-ish? 02 to 04? that's all my dad, Ross. He's 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 all about the tracksuits, man. He used to have this tracksuit back in the day. One way it was purple. He turned the other way it was orange. He turned the other way it was green. Like this thing was <laughs> this thing was sick. <laughs> See, but 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 grown men like grown men they get a pass because of their age and their their wisdom. So like a grown man, he could he could rock that, and your pops I'm sure rocked it with pride. Was that was that oh. like um was it one of those um tracksuits that change color in the sun or was it actually <laughs> multicolored no, like exa- different no exactly it changes in the sun oh it's one of those okay <laughs> like those uh old like Vuarnay shirts and that might be before yeah. your time or like oakley had those uh um like you know the oakley lenses that change color yeah, when you look certain exactly. it's what like exactly. one of those just, just like that <laughs> chris is I'll, I'll i'll get you out of here on this and it's been uh, a pleasure speaking with you i'm on the phone with chris stewart of the st louis blues uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Rihanna sort of tore up Facebook um, and Twitter uh, here in uh, Ontario when she was pictured, was photographed in Los Angeles wearing an Ottawa Senator's jersey. And she was wearing no shorts and no pants, just the jersey. And uh, <laughs> she was like going to a club or a restaurant or something. Who's the? Can you name three entertainers or Hollywood starlets? that you would like to see pose in your St. Louis Blues jersey standing next to a piano? I mean, off the top of my head, <laughs> not that there's any pressure right now. <laughs> uh, 
not like my fiance's not staring at me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, her aside, because she's not a starlet or an entertainer. She's wifey. So, like, you know, this is just this is just a hypothetical you can tell her. No, I'd say, uh, I'd say Megan Good, for one. Nice. And then uh, I'm going to go uh, Eva Longoria, two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, Mila Kunis, three. Ah, that's a good list, man. Yeah, that's See, a, it's kind of opposite from the three guys I gave you earlier. You know, there's, no, there's no real common denominator. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> there's, there's a little more diversity in the uh, in exactly. the selections on that one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chris, it's been a pleasure, as I said before, a pleasure speaking with you. Um, good luck in the playoffs, man. And and for those at home, once again, uh, to follow. Are you on Instagram also? No, no Instagram. So just no, Twitter. Twitter. So <laughs> stew STL25. That's his handle on Twitter. Good luck on the playoffs. Maybe I'll see you on the uh, on the journey. Haven't decided yet which um, uh, which series I'm gonna go check, but I might see you. And if not, I'll see you in the summertime, my dude. All right, perfect. Thanks, Cabby. All right, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents the podcast.